Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. We know nothing about. We may never know until we get to heaven. All the things that you kept us from, all the things that you protected us from. So right now, we take this time to tell you thank you. And Lord, I thank you for your word that's being brought forth in here today. Father, if these are my words, signs and wonders won't follow them. But Lord, if they're your words, if they are your words, signs and wonders shall follow them. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you for this now. Let the anointing flow in this place in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews eleven eight. Let's read. It says, by faith. Somebody say, by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. So what caused him to obey? Faith. He went out not knowing. Somebody say, not knowing. Many people, so many people think you got to know before you can believe. You've got to know before you can go out and do something for God. But let me tell you something about faith. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know exactly how to get there. Sometimes you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. But you see, what I love about faith and what I love about trust is you can go by the unknown. Somebody say, faith is knowing the unknown. Say it one more time. Faith is knowing the unknown. Woo. Let's read this one more time. By faith, go to verse 9. He sojourned into a land of promise, as in a strange country. Somebody say, he didn't know. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So we know that by faith, Abraham... Now, I want to teach today this because we need to get this today. It's going to be real good. See, we know by faith that Abraham received the promise, right? But what I want to know in here today is that all that it took to receive it. Was it just by faith or was it something else? That's what we need to learn in here today. Because a lot of us are saying we are doing this and we're doing that by faith but we're not receiving. So we need to understand in here today, is it just by faith or is it by something else? So it says by faith, and we almost begin our our, our journey with God in faith, right? How many knows you cannot even come to God unless it is by faith, amen? We know that we can't even please Him. We cannot come to a place where we please God unless we are operating or walking by faith. So faith is the beginning. Faith is the foundation. You cannot get saved without faith. So faith is the foundation. But how many knows what do you do from a foundation? You build up. Amen. You build up from it. So what do we build up from faith? Somebody say trust. This is what we build from faith. See, faith is the foundation, and what we build on it is trust. Many think that faith and trust are the same thing. How many has ever thought that? Let's just be honest. We think, hey, if I'm believing God, I'm trusting Him, right? But are we really? Does it... 
Let me ask you like this. Does it take more than just believing God? There are a lot of people that believe that God is who He is. Right? We believe that. We believe that He's the deliverer. He's the miracle worker. He's the Savior. He's all these things. We believe that. But there has to come something more for us to receive that. To receive that salvation. To receive that healing. To receive that miracle. And somebody say, that comes with trust. So, faith is the foundation. What we build up from it is trust. Write this down. Faith goes by what is seen in the Spirit. And what has been revealed to by God. So watch this right here. I cannot believe God unless something has been revealed to me. Do you see that? The Bible says faith is by hearing. Hearing by what? The Word of God. So first off, something had to be revealed to you. You did not just wake up one day saying, hey, I'm just going to start believing God. First off, somebody had to tell you who God was. Amen. Somebody had to tell you what He could do. Somebody had to tell you what He was like, His characteristics. So Faith has to see something, not here, not in the natural. Faith has to see something in the spirit. Faith has to have revelation. You can't believe God for something you don't know about. See, oh, watch this. Watch this right here. Watch this. There are things that you cannot yet believe God for because he's not revealed them to you. There are promises that are locked in the future Waiting to be revealed to you so you could believe Him for it. Woo. So that's what faith is. But what is trust? Write this down. Trust is knowing the unknown. Say that with me. Trust is knowing the unknown. And deciding to go with God anyways. So watch this. It said that Abraham was going to a land that he didn't even know where it was. He didn't know what type of land it was. He didn't know who was there, what was waiting on him. But the Bible says that by faith he obeyed. So faith was the foundation. He believed that God was who he says he was. Then he began to build on that with what? Trust. The trust said, I don't know where I'm going, but that's not going to stop me from going in a direction. Trust said, I don't know what's going to be there when I get there, but I'm going to go anyways. See, we got to get past the point where we've got to know all the answers. See, if you are a factual-based person, you're going to have trouble walking in the realms of God. Let me tell you why. Because sometimes the facts are not going to make sense to you. Sometimes the facts are not going to line up with what God said. See, if you are a factual-based person, you're going to get into trouble because, yeah, maybe for a little bit, the facts are going to line up. Oh, yeah, I got a good report. Oh, yeah, the bank's not calling. Oh, yeah, I've got this and that going. Well, what happens if you get a bad report? What happens if the bank starts calling? What happens if all these things start coming to play? Does that change what God said? The answer is no. But if you are a factual-based person, you're going to begin to go off of that. But sometimes faith does not make sense. See, 
<laughs> to the natural man, it does not make sense for me to say, I, by his stripes, I am whole. I am already healed. I've already got it in my body. It's already been done for me. I receive it. When I am having sickness attacking my body, that does not make sense. But sometimes, guess what? Faith is not supposed to make sense. If you could make sense of it, that means, and I'm going to get to this in just a second, that means that you could be able to process it through your own understanding. Oh, come on. So trust is knowing the unknown. Brother Robbie, how do you know what, how you, how's God going to do it in your life? Don't have a clue. How's he going to bring this forth? How's he going to bring that forth? I don't know, but he's going to do it. So that's enough for you? Yeah, that's enough for me. How can that be? Because I trust him. I don't just believe. I've got past believing him. I trust him. Sometimes, let me be honest with you, sometimes things don't make sense to me. Sometimes I look around at different things that's happening and I say to myself, that don't make sense to me. But guess what? That does not change what God has said. And that does not change what God is going to do in my life. Somebody say amen. So let me say this one more time. Faith goes by what is seen in the spirit, not in the natural, in the spirit. And what has been revealed to him by God, to him or her by God. Trust is knowing the unknown and deciding to go anyways. Will you go when you don't know where you're going? Will you keep serving God when it seems like it's not doing anything or not making sense? That's trust. That's past believing. You're past the foundation. You're beginning to build trust in God. Proverbs, make sure that heat stays off. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Read this right here. Trust in the Lord with all thine what? Somebody say, that's your spirit, man. It's got to get past the soul. Are you hearing me? You, got, you, you can't even be in the flesh. And you got to get past the soul. And you got to get to that spirit, man. That says, I'm always willing to trust God. I'm always willing to do what God said. Trust, lean to the, trust in the Lord with all thy what? Heart and lean not to your what? Own understanding. But in all ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Where are you going? He knows. How, do you, how are you going to get there? He knows. See, I would love for God to tell me every little detail. Come on, how many would love that? I would love that. That would be so lovely. It would be so nice, wouldn't it? If God said, I'm going to do this in your life, and this is, it's going to happen right here on such and such date at such and such time, and this is how you got to take a left right here and a right. That would be so awesome. But he doesn't do that. Do you want to know why? Because that does not take trust. Oh, but I trust him. Okay, are you staying faithful when it's not making sense? I trust God. Okay, why well, are you still uh, holding on to the word when it looks like it's not working? I trust God. So in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path, right? The Hebrew word for trust here is batak, B-A-T-A-C-H. What does it mean? Watch this right here. To be careless. To be careless. 
Oh, that's good. I love that. I'm trusting God. No, you're not. You're worrying yourself to death. You're biting, you're chewing your nails off, your nerves are on edge, and you're sitting here saying you trust the God. You're not trusting God. Because to trust God literally means to be careless. I don't care. Oh, and people get mad and they get offensive. Don't you care what's going on? Is that not what they said to Jesus when they were on the boat and the storm was about to take the boat under? What did they say to him? Master, do you not care? No, I trust in the Lord. That's not a bad thing. Let me tell you something. That's not a bad thing not to care. See, we've treated it as something that's holy and it's good and it's right. But here's what we're doing. When we, when we are worrying, we are telling God, you can't do it. We are telling God, you're not capable of handling this, so I have got to handle this. I have got to be concerned about this. I have got to worry and to stress over this. But that's not what God said to do. He said to trust me. Okay, I, I trust you. No, you don't get it. Take your care off of it. Take your focus off of it. And just realize, listen, if you put your trust in me, if you seek my face, just understand and trust me that I'm going to work it out for you. Just trust me that you don't have to worry over this. You don't have to fear over this. Just trust me that I'm going to work everything out for you. I know what such and such said. I know what the, the, the problems are saying. I know what the situation is saying right now. But if you'll just trust me. In other words, here's another definition. To be bold and confident and secure. I trust God. Do you know what that means when I say that? That means I am carefree. I am carefree. Is there thing watch this? Is there things in my life right now that are trying to tell me that God is not going to do what he said? Yes, but I don't care. I don't care. Do you know how God's going to do it? No, I don't care. I trust Him. I've come to the place of trust that I know that it's already done. And that time only time will tell how it's going to be, how it's going to happen, and what direction I'm going to need to go. And He'll tell me the steps that I need to take, and He'll guide me along the way. He may not tell me everything tomorrow, but through the span of time, He will tell me. He will lead me into God. Watch this. He gave you His Spirit to lead you and guide you into what? All truth. So trust is based off of what? Truth. Truth, not facts, truth. So let me say it again. Trust means to what? To be careless, to be bold, to be confident. Some of you in here this morning maybe are not too confident, but you're going around saying, I'm trusting God. Come on, I'm, I'm not here to bash you down. I'm here to open your eyes. See, watch. See, to, to trust God... Is to be confident in what he said. It's to be confident. Abraham was confident. He went, he, he, he started walking not knowing where he was going, not knowing what was going to happen when he got there, not knowing what was waiting on him, but he was confident. Confident in what? In what God had said, not in himself, because he didn't know. Did y'all catch that? 
See, trust causes you to be confident not in yourself, but in God. See, why is God taking me through a point right now where he's not telling me everything? So that you won't have your confidence in yourself. But you'll begin to have confidence in him. You'll begin to look to him in what? All things. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. God, should I do this? Should I say this? Should I go here? See, we don't do that anymore. See, how many's ever read that scripture, if it be the Lord's will? And people have took that out of context and said it with everything. If it be the Lord's will, I'm going to take a drink of water here in a second. No, that's not what it's saying. What it's trying to tell you is you need to put God into every decision that you make. You don't do anything apart from God, but you do it with the mindset of God being with you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So you begin to seek God's counsel on what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it. You can come into a place of carelessness where you stop worrying about the problems and trying to fix them. See, when we come into a place of trust, church, we come into a place where we stop worrying, which is translation, we're trying to fix it. Oh, bless God, you know, I, I just can't help it. I just, I just worry all the time. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. Yes, you can help it. You need to get into a place of trust. That means carelessness. You need to get into a place where you stop trying to fix it. Let me let you in on something. If, if you could have fixed it all along, guess what? God would have never promised you something. Had about two people get that. God would have never promised you that. But the fact that he made you a promise concerning that area in your life is proof to you that you cannot fix it. Yeah, Woo, you can't fix it. So that causes me to trust him even more. The things that God has promised me, I understand, church. I've received the revelation knowing that I am not able to make it happen. So therefore, it would be pointless. Somebody say pointless. It would be pointless for me to try to accomplish it. It would be pointless for me to try to fix it. Because, guess what? That's why he promised you. Somebody say glory to God. How can we do this though? How can we come into a place of carelessness? How can we come into a place of boldness and confidence? Let me tell you how. You must dare to walk into a realm of the unknown. Out of your own understanding. It's a dare. Somebody say it's a dare. It's uncomfortable. It is. It is uncomfortable to do that. But you've got, if you ever want to get to a place where you're no longer worried and stressed out. If you want to get to a I'm not talking about you sitting there doing nothing. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm telling you, you're not trying to handle it by your own power. You're not trying to handle it by your own strength. If you ever want to get to a place of that, then you've got to listen to me. You must dare to step out into the unknown. There's a message that's been preached often. It's talking about launching out into the unknown. Deep calleth unto the deep. 
See, there's something inside of you that is daring to trust God when it looks like there's no way it could be done. Daring to trust God based off of nothing. You don't have evidence. You don't have proof. All you've got is trust that God will keep up His word. That's all you've got. And there's something inside of you, that deepness inside of you is calling out to the deepness of God, wanting you to go out. See, Peter felt that that day when he said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come out of the boat. And the Lord said, what? Come here. And when he did, what happened? He began to do something that was unknown prior to that. Walking on water. Men do not walk on water. Well, they did that day. What happened? What, what enabled him to do that? Trust. It was, people say it was faith. Well, you got to build up from faith. There's many people, watch this, every man has a measure of faith. But not, it's not working for everybody, is it? Because you got to build up from faith. Faith is your foundation. When somebody drives by, they don't say, oh, look what a beautiful foundation. No. They see the house, right? But it's the foundation that is the most important. See, so when we do this, we are trusting God. But we have to dare to step out in the unknown. Peter had no proof that it would work. Are you seeing this? There are many things that God has promised you you don't have any proof. How do you know? I don't. I can't explain it to you. I just know he's going to do it. That's knowing the unknown. When's God going to do it? I'm not exactly sure. You know, I've I've got a rough estimate, but I'm not exactly sure. But I'm going by the unknown. I'm knowing the unknown. And that means I'm trusting him. The deep is calling out unto the deep. See, everything in my natural man tells me, don't do this. Don't step out like this because you need something to go off of. You need some kind of fact. You need some kind of proof. You need some kind of evidence. You need something to go by. But that trust inside of me, that deep part, that, that the heart of me, the spirit man of me is saying, trust God. Trust Him because He's never let you down. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, He's never let you down. He has never let you down. Not ever. So let me say this one more time. If you want to get to a place of carelessness, and many people, listen, they get mad because they, because let's be honest, many people think it's not achievable. But it is achievable. How would you like to go through life when problems arise? You have a carelessness about you. I didn't say reckless. I said careless. There's a difference. To have a carelessness about you, that says, listen, God's got this. I'm going to keep doing what I'm, I know I'm supposed to do. I'm going to keep doing what God said. I'm going to keep being faithful, and God's going to handle this. Woo! For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I believe. Say that with me. I know in whom I believe. And I am persuaded. That he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So what's Paul saying right here? He's saying, listen, things right now are looking uncertain. Things right now are not matching up with what God said. My life 
may not be going the way I thought it would be going right now. But nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. But nevertheless, that does not change what God said. That does not change my relationship with Him. That does not change my position with Him because I know in whom I believe. Notice He didn't say, I know what I believe. But He said, I know in whom I believe. That's what I know. So because I don't know what I believe, but I know in whom I believe, there is I trust in the truth. Somebody say truth is a person. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when he was praying one of his last prayers, he said, Father, thy word is truth. Who is the word? So he's truth himself. What is my trust? What is my trust secure in? The truth. Not facts. You've heard me say this before. Facts change. But many people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Facts change. Why? Because facts are limited revelation. How many knows if you've only got limited revelation, you don't have the full revelation? So therefore, watch this, facts will change. There are things a hundred years ago that were facts. I mean solid facts that are no longer facts. But truth never changes. So what is my trust in? Is my trust in the facts? I hope not. Because if that, then my trust will change. That's why people will trust God when things are looking good. But when it comes to something begins to shift and things begin to go south, then their trust falls away. Why? Because their trust was never in the truth himself. It was in facts. Oh, I trust God because I see things working. Oh, I trust God because I feel it. Oh, I trust God because I'm, I'm seeing the way and, and it's paved right straight and ahead of me. I know the directions now. But you see, Paul said, even in uncertainty, even when I don't know the way, I don't know, I don't know how everything's turning out right now, I know in whom I believe. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have what? Committed unto him. My question to you is this, and I'm going to make you think. My, <clears throat> my question to you is this. What have you committed unto him? Have you committed your finances to him? Have you committed your health unto him? Have you committed your children unto him? Have you committed yourself unto him? Your purpose, your destiny, whatever it is, have you committed unto him? Because guess what? He is not obligated to keep that what you've not committed. Oh, Jesus. Did you hear what I said? I said he's not obligated to commit that or, or to keep that what you've not committed to him. So watch this. For me to commit something to him would be for me to trust him. Do you see that? See, watch this. If I don't trust you, I'm not going to commit something to you. I'm sorry, I'm not. But the fact that I have committed something to you, 
If I got a pile of money and I say, hey, I need you to hold on to this for me. I'm trusting you. Do you see that? Now, you know right now, not everybody will you do that for. Come on. Because you don't have trust for everybody. But if you commit something, here's another one. If you come and confide in me, if you tell me something that's personal to you, what are you doing? You are giving me your trust. So Paul is saying, I am persuaded that what I have trusted God on, he's not going to let me down. Oh, church, I don't care what's going on right now. I don't care what you're facing right now. I don't care what, who said what, what said what, whatever. I don't care what is taking place. If I've committed something, if I've put my trust in him, he's not going to let me down because I am persuaded. Why? Because I don't know what I believe, but I know in whom I believe. See, you got to understand that healing is a person. Some of y'all got that. Let me say it one more time. I said healing is a person. Miracle worker is a person. Come on. His promises, you know when God promises you something, He's not promising you something apart from Him. You understand that He is promising you Himself. Do you see that? Most people don't see that, but I'm going to open your eyes today. When God makes you a promise, He is offering unto you Himself. Because what is a promise? A word, right? Somebody say it's a word. If it's a word and, the God, and God is the word, come on. And the Bible says he, he honors the word, his word above the honor of his name. He upholds it. So when God makes me a promise, I can trust him on it because he's trusting me with himself. I'm trusting him with myself. Oh, glory. So trust is going past believing. Write that down. Past believing. We got to get past that. I never forget what God told me one time. He said, son, when I look at you, all I see is faith. You bring me much joy because you don't just believe, you know. See, that's trust. If you want to stay at believing, that's fine. That's, but you're not going to receive a whole lot. Because belief will only take you so far. Because what did I say? Faith is what? Seeing what's in the Spirit and knowing what has been revealed unto you. Okay, but sometimes God don't reveal. Sometimes, oh, come on, get this church. Sometimes God don't show you everything. Then my question is, what are you going to do then? You going to stand still? Or are you going to keep working? Or are you going to keep walking? In other words, are you going to keep trusting? Oh, Jesus. See, some of the promises he made to people, you can read them in the Bible. He didn't tell them how it was going to come forth. He told David, he said, you're going to be my king. But he didn't tell him what he was going to have to go through. Do you hear what I said? But David had to learn to trust him. Some of them Psalms you read about, I will trust in the Lord. I will put my trust in him. He is my refuge. He is my shelter. That was David having to put his trust. What? Why? Because he didn't know how it was going to turn out. He didn't know the next step, at sometimes the next step to take. 
but he trusted God. He learned how to trust Him. So trust is going past believing. Do you know how God's going to do it? No. But can you rejoice in that? Do you know how, when God's going to bring it forth? Not exactly, but I could still have peace. How can you do that? Because I trust Him. I know in whom I believe. I have built my trust off the foundation of my faith. Look at the centurion. Now what did he say? When Jesus was on his way to his house, he said, you don't have to go any further. I don't need a sign. I don't need a wonder. He said, your word is sufficient unto me. Just speak the word and I know everything's going to be alright. You know what that was, church? That was not just faith. That was trust. That was trust. And Jesus said, in all of Israel, I have not seen such faith. You said, well, where did the trust come in? Let me tell you something. You never separate a house, do you? Faith is the foundation. Trust is what you build off of. But you don't call it a house and a foundation. No, you call it a what? A house. Faith and trust always go together. They are different, but they go together. Are you at a place where you don't need a sign and you don't need a wonder and you don't need the heavens to open up, but you trust God? Will you say, I know him enough to trust him. I know I've, I've spent time with him enough to realize that he will never promise me something that he will not make good on. He, he's always faithful. He's always got integrity. He is always making good on his word. So I trust him despite what I feel, despite what's going on around me. I trust him. Do you know what that is? That is faith that has matured into trust. Speak the word only. Psalms 4 or 5. It says, offer up sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Here's the part where I want to tell you, don't let anybody tell you right now that trust is easy. It's not easy. I'm not standing up here today telling you something that you can just walk out of here and say, okay, I'm just going to start trusting God. No, it's, it's hard. Why? Because you're having to say no to the facts that's going on around you. You're having to say, in other words, not denying the facts, but denying them to stay the way that they are. That's hard when the facts seem so big. Are you hearing me? You don't deny the facts. When, when somebody came and said, Jesus, will you heal my eyes? He didn't say, you're not blind, go on. No, he didn't do that. But he denied the facts to stay the way that they are. You see what I'm saying? That's what faith does. People say, oh, you buried your head in the sand, you deny the No, I don't deny the facts. I don't deny that you're sick. But before you were ever sick, he said you were healed. Which one are you going to believe? Are you listening to me? I don't deny that you're not struggling in your finances. I, I don't deny that. But you got to think, he was your provider long before you ever had an issue in your finances. So it's not denying the, the facts, but it's denying the facts to stay the way that they are. But that's not easy. Trusting God is not easy. Do you want to know why? Because watch this. Trust only comes by experience. 
Oh, Jesus. Some of y'all, some of y'all need to write that down. Trust only comes by experience. Brother Robbie, how do you trust God like you do? Because I've had to do it by experience. I'm sorry, you don't wake up with this. You got to go through some things. You got to speak to the mountains when it looks like the mountains aren't moving. Are you listening to me? You got to speak to the darkness when it looks like the darkness is not succeeding. You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing even when it looks like you're getting nowhere. But let me tell you what it done for me. There were many times in my life where God took me to a place where I had to go off of nothing. I had to believe. I had to trust Him when it looked like nothing was working. But I kept doing it anyway. I had to keep being faithful, going to church, worshiping, singing songs, preaching, whatever you, whatever God wanted me to do. I had to keep doing those things even when it looked like it was doing nothing for me. To do what? To build my trust. Was it easy? No. was not easy. I'd love to stand up here and say, hey, folks, it's easy. Just go out here and do it. Bless you. I'll see you next week. It's not that way. But it's doable. See, what you gain from it is far more valuable than the uncomfortableness that you're feeling right now. See, because you gain that place of carelessness. You gain that place of when, when, when problems arise, you no longer look at it the way everybody else looks like. Oh no, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, you don't do that. You begin to look at it through the eyes of trust saying, God's got this. I'm not moved by this. Somebody give him some praise right now. Come on. I'm not moved by this. But it came through experience. Experience. See, the only way, watch this, the only way I gain your trust is through experience. Do you see that? First off, listen, you have to go through a place with me where you are forced to trust me. And then when you see that I didn't disgrace your trust but I honored it, guess what? The next time, it becomes a little easier to trust me, don't it? Are y'all seeing this? See, why do we go through things? We go through things to build our trust in God. See, why do I have the trust that I have with Him today? Because of the things that I've been through. God took me to a place where I had to trust Him. Because I was out of answers. Y'all hearing me? I was out of directions. I was having to walk in the unknown. I didn't know every step. I didn't know every uh, thing to take. I didn't know every decision to make. But I had to trust Him. And when God came through, guess what that did? That built my trust. So watch this. The next time, it got a little easier. And the next time after that, it got a little easier. Are you seeing what I'm saying? See, at first, trust is not easy. Trust is hard. Trust is hard. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Trust is hard. But more things you go through with God, the more you see Him move in your life, the more you see Him come through. You know what that should be doing? That should be building your trust. So the next time when something comes forth, you should no longer be handling it the same way you did the last time. You should be handling it at a different level in your life. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You've got to say, wait just a minute. 
I remember when this thing came at me last time and God brought me through it. So if he got me through it the last time, he is certainly going to get me through it this time. I will not bend to this again. I will not break to this again. I will not worry on this again because I trust the Lord. It is a sacrifice. A sacrifice of righteousness. What is righteousness? It's believing God. That means what? Faith is action, right? It's doing the things that God has told you to do. That is a sacrifice. So watch. Trust is not easy. It's a sacrifice. What do you got to sacrifice? Your understanding. How you think it should be done. You've got to sacrifice your feelings. You've got to sacrifice your mindset. You've got to sacrifice your will. You've got to sacrifice all this to be right with God. Because you see, He's calling you past your feelings, past your will, past your visions. I always see, when I flip through Facebook, I always see that little meme of the picture of Jesus and the little girl. How many has ever seen that? And she's got that little bitty tiny teddy bear. And Jesus has this humongous teddy bear behind him. And he's telling her to give unto him her little teddy bear. And he says, trust me. Do you see that? See, God is telling you to get out of yourself. Trust me on this. Because I've got something better for you. Abraham, I know you're in the land of your own right now, but I've got something better for you. I know y'all are comfortable in Egypt right now, but I got something better for you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Paul, I know you think you're devout and you're going around doing my will and my way, but I've got something far better for you. And it takes trust to get it. you got to make up your mind today. Are you going to sacrifice? Listen, the sacrifice comes when you have to trust the truth over facts. Because I promise you, the facts, it will come to a point where the facts don't match up. Are you going to trust God? And say, wait a minute, I believe it's true. I believe in truth himself. I know in whom I believe. Hebrews eleven seventeen. Listen to this right here. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried. How do you gain trust? When you're tried. Offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Notice that. Ishmael was not even recognized. You want to know why? Because what you do in the flesh is not recognized. Mm -mm. Of whom he said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Verse 19. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. Hmm. Write this down. 
Where your understanding stops is where your trust begins. Now, hold on a minute. Let's stop here. See, we got a problem so many times when we just read over a, a story in the Bible and say, okay, that's nice, that's nice. But you gotta, you got to think, hold on, what's going on right now? Okay, now you picture this today. Stevie, you received a promise to receive that child right there. I prophesied over you. Dad prophesied over you. You're going to receive that child. Now, it would be no different that if later on, a few years down the road, God says, Stevie, take the boy, take the lad up to the mountain, sacrifice him. What you say? Trust begins where your understanding ends. Do you hear me? I don't know about you, but guess what? My understanding would begin to end right there. Come on. Your understanding would begin to end. But the Bible says that Abraham... Now, if you read it in Genesis, Abraham didn't buck or bark or anything like that. He went straight on to his business. Okay, Lord, I'll do it. Abraham, here I am. Go do this. All right, I'm gone. Well, how, did, how was he able to do that? Because he had faith. No. He had something further than just believing. He had trust in God. What did it say? He said, for he, what? He was persuaded. He was accounting that God was able to raise him up. Even if it came to the point of offering up his son, he said, God gave him to me. He can certainly raise him back up from the dead again. What is that, church? That's trust. He didn't know how it was going to turn out. But he trusted God. You see what that is? My question to you is that I want you to think in this sitting here today. Can you give God your Isaac? You say, what you saying? Can you sacrifice up your Isaac? Can you give to God your Isaac? You say, what are you saying? Jessica back here saying, I ain't giving my Isaac. You got to think about this. Watch this. What was Isaac to him? His pride and joy, right? What was Isaac to him? His confidence. Y'all got to see this. Watch this. Watch this. It was his confidence and who he was. I, I'm a man of God. Here it is. This is my promise right here. This is the proof that I am who God says I am. This is the proof that I have the relationship that I have with God. I am a friend of God. He's called me a friend of God. I am the father of many nations. Here's the proof right here. And God says, I want you to trust me with your confidence. I want you to offer up what you have your confidence in. In other words, let me tell you something. What does God require of me? You may be asking. This is what He requires. He requires you to surrender every bit of confidence you have in anything else other than Him. Anything else. What I have, I have my, this right here is enough. This is how I know God's working in my life. This over here, this is how I know that I'm a man of God. This right here, this is how I know everything's going to be all right. God says, all right, I'm going to bring you to a place where it looks like that is going to be took from you. That's going to come under uncertainty. You ever notice, watch this, in your journey with God, what's the thing that, 
you are tested in the most. Your Isaac. You say, what you saying? Where you're confident. Oh, bless God, I used to be so confident. I had money. I, I used to be confident in my money. Well, what's being tried right now? My finances. Oh, I used to be a strong man. I had energy. I could go all day long. I could do this and do that. What's being tested right now? My body. And you, you might be saying, I'm not the man I used to be. Come on, y'all. Y'all heard people talk like this. What's being tested? Your Isaac. Your confidence. He said, I want you to go offer your son, your only son. Do you know that was his only confidence? Do you understand that? That was the only thing he could go by, the only evidence he had that God was going to do what he said. But he trusted God. I want you to see that. How do I know that I'm truly trusting God? When I offer up to Him my Isaac. When I offer up to Him my sacrifice or my confidence. If you take this right here, I'm still going to trust you. If, if this goes away in my life, I'm still going to be faithful. Because I know. And watch this. When Isaac said, Father, where's the sacrifice? He said, the Lord shall provide. He shall provide a lamb for him. He said lamb, but a ram appeared. You know what that means? He didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out. I know that all this is a foreshadow of Jesus to come. I know that, but you got to see the situation also. He didn't know exactly. He just knew God was going to do something. Why? Because he knew God on a personal level. He knew him as a friend, and he knew that he would not take the son that he had promised. He don't take his promises back. But if it came to that point, there's a song that the church used to sing. It said, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. See, it's all right to have promises. It's all right to be blessed. Just don't let it have you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's all right to have money, but don't put your trust in your money. Don't put your trust in your don't put your trust in your degrees. Don't put your trust in anything else but God. And this is what Abraham had to learn. And he went and he offered him up. <laughs> Go to Deuteronomy 8:2. Watch this. And you shall remember all the ways which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness. To do what? To humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would what? Keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which you knew not. Somebody say, they knew not. Where does trust begin? Where you know not. Where does trust begin? Where your understanding ends. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee to know that man what? 
shall do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. In other words, he said, I took you through all these things so that your trust would be built up in me and not in things. Built up in me and not in people. Can you take a moment right now and just praise God that he let you go through what you went through because it taught you not to trust in man, not to trust in things, not to trust even in yourself, but it taught you how to trust in God. Somebody say amen on that. It taught you to trust him. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What is word? What is the truth secured in? The word. Or what is trust secured in? The truth. The word. You see that? This is what God said. He said to Abraham, he said, Now I know that you'll not withhold anything from me. Now I know... In other words, that you trust me. And now because you trust me, I'm going to trust you. Oh, come on. See, this, this is the good part. I know y'all been waiting on that. This is the good part. See, here's the good part. The good part is, is that when we learn how to trust God, God can now trust us. You know what that means? That's when the big stuff comes. Somebody say the big stuff. You see, this is what everybody wants to start off with. They want to start off with the big stuff. They want to start off with the beautiful home. But hold on. You got to build the foundation first. You got to make sure that the foundation is secure. Because it don't matter how pretty the house looks. If the foundation is not secure, it's going to come crumbling down. You see, God never trusts a kid with a loaded gun. I never forget when I first started out in ministry. I wanted all the power. I wanted all the anointing. I mean, I'm telling you, I was so hungry. I was so thirsty. And I wanted it. And God said, it would be in my time. I know what you want, but it's in my time. And, and you know, me being young, I just said, Lord, I want it now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And, and I'll never forget what Dad said to me one time. He said, listen, you don't give a kid a loaded gun. You don't. God's got to know he can trust you. You say, well, wait a minute. Don't God know everything? But you see, watch. For God to know he can trust you is for you to know you can trust God. Oh, my goodness. That should be on a Hallmark card. For God to know he can trust me is for me to know I can trust in God. I may know I may not know how it's going to come forth, but I know I can trust Him. I may not know how it's all going to manifest, but I know that I can trust Him. That's all I need to know, knowing the unknown. People ask me so many times when I told them what God was going to do, well, how is God going to do it? Don't have a clue. Isn't that awesome? And they look at me just like I'm stupid or something. But you see, you can come to a place where you're careless. And I love what Job said. Come on up somebody and play the piano. I love what Job said. Job 13, 15. Listen to this right here. He said, though he slay me. I've heard many people say, yet will I praise him. But the scripture actually says, yet will I what? Trust in him. 
but I will maintain my what? My own ways before him. My Jesus, that, that right there is a message in itself. What is he saying here? Notice what he's saying. How many knows, remembers what Job went through? Yes, you do. You remember what Job went through. You remember how bad his life got. But he said, though you slay me, though it don't look like it, it don't feel like it, though I don't know what's going on, though I don't understand, I still trust you. That means I'm still going to be faithful to you. I'm still going to show up to church. I'm still going to get my praise on. I'm still going to study the Word. Come on. I'm still going to preach. I'm still going to sing. I'm still going to lay hands on people. I'm still going to encourage people. Why? Because though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. Somebody give Him some praise in here this morning. I've learned how to trust Him. I've learned how to be careless. And I've learned how to be confident, not in my situations. Not in my surroundings, but in Him, in Him Himself. Truth Himself. Oh, Jesus. I may not know how or when, but this day I choose to trust Him. Do you see that? If you're ever going to receive what God has for you, you're going to have to learn trust. This is why I've seen people buckle so many times. They don't buckle at believing. They buckle at the trusting part. Everybody starts here. It's what you do from here is what counts. He's given every man a measure of faith, okay? But what have you done with that measure? What have you done with that foundation? I'll never, oh my. I'll never forget what God told me one time. I want you to listen to this. He said, He said, I was looking for a people. I was looking for somebody who would walk blind. Man, I'm telling you what, that hit me. In other words, I would walk, I, I was looking for somebody who would keep going and didn't know where they was going. Didn't know how they was getting there. But just trusted me. Who dared believe that I would do what I said I would do. I was looking for somebody. And today, church, God is looking for some people. He's looking for some people that can go even when there's no sign, even when there's no wonder. That can go, oh, come on, that can go even when you don't know where, even though you don't know how it's going to happen, but you still go anyway. He's looking for a people that will be faithful even when it looks like nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing is working out for your favor. Can you still stay faithful? Can he be, can he, can he trust you?
I'm telling you, church, it's, it's now that I'm coming out on the other side of this, it's so awesome to know that I don't have to have, handle problems like most people do. It's all, I'm telling you, it's terrific. When people say, oh, no, what are you going to do? God's got this. <laughs> Who do you think you are? They get mad. What should I do about trust God? Then they get mad at you. Careless. Careless. Do you trust Him this morning? Do you trust Him? I know you believe Him. But do you trust Him? How many times that you didn't feel like you were who God said, but that didn't change it. Didn't change it. How many times you didn't feel free, but you were free. Didn't feel saved, but you were saved. Didn't feel delivered, but you were delivered. Some of you in here by the sound of my voice today, you've not offered up your Isaac yet. You've not, see, here's what, I, here's what I found out about so many people is they've been hurt so many times, they shut everybody off, including God. I'll, I'll let you touch here and here and here, but I won't let you have the deepest part of me. I won't let you have the secret place. I won't let you have my heart. I won't let you have the depths of my soul. I won't let you have that. But you can have a few uh, hours on Sunday of me. Maybe 30 minutes during the week. Because you've been hurt. Because people, you've gave your trust to people and they've done you wrong. I'm going to ask you to do something today that's hard. I told you, this is, this is not easy. You want to walk like I walk? You've got to do what I did. You've got to trust God. You've got to trust Him today. Today, I want everybody to come to the front. Shut up, old